Welcome to Go Home Heat, a SmackDown. What did you call this episode? Shakespeare. Shakespearean podcast. Mm-hmm. We got it playing out. We got family. We got the family drama. We and got the the just conflict, the betrayal, bloodline. Yes, tribal brothers against brothers against brothers being set up. This thing descends back to the islands. Yeah. As we have anointed this man, the leader of the family, the tribal chief, and now he is having conflict conflict between two twin brothers uh-huh. as one vies for his brother's affection, which will lead him to greatness as a tag team champion, a tag team that has already been established as Hall of Famers. But, I but can too, get my place back on what I believe to be the throne. Yeah. Jimmy believes that's the throne. Uh-huh. Roman is telling Jay that is not the throne. That's a placeholder, right? That that's a that's a uh, that's a title holder. Last week, Roman stated, "We is me and you, not you and Jay, not uh-huh. you and Jimmy." And then we start out with that story. Now that will be a common thread through the show. We will book in the show mm-hmm. with Usos and Usos, mm-hmm. and then we, Roman never wrestles. He no. takes up maybe four minutes of your screen. No. He is the omnipresence of the show. Yes, and everything he does has weight and gravity to it. The the scene before he goes out there where, you know, he's like, I'm with Jimmy tonight. Jay's like, I'm with Jimmy tonight, but you know I'm always with you. He's like, well, maybe you should tell him that. Yeah. Tell your brother that, you know? And, mm-hmm. and Roman's all like, you know, I hope y'all do well. You know, uh, you know, is this what you want? Well, if this is what you want, well, you know. Yeah. I'm uh, yeah. I'll let it happen. Yeah, that kind of thing. But and then, understand oh, too, you're that, making a decision. Yeah, that moment later too. You know. Oh, we'll get there. You talking oh, yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah, it's so yeah. good. It's so good. Street profits come out, run them down a little bit. Usos come out, really kind of fire back with heat on the mic. Oh yeah, dude. And Jimmy's really good at talking. Golly, they're both so good right now. Jay, I think Jay's already established that he can do things with his face. In his mannerisms, yes, that are very act, uh, actor-ish. Yeah, almost theater. Yeah, you can tell what he. You can tell. Like, he doesn't have to say it. He can show it with his with his body language, with his facial expressions, when he, when he, with the way his inflection and tone is. When he's taking direction, he'll bow his head. Yes. When he's getting ready to fight, he pumps his hand into his fist. Yeah. That uh, when he says, "I got to get you," it feels like it is a moral obligation yes. to save my uh, my family. Yeah. My yeah, yeah, my you know, it's not it's not personal. No, you've just you've just crossed the wrong folks. Now that means your number's up. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and so we get what, what is twenty something minutes of incredible wrestling. Wrestling. It was spectacular. It might, have, it might have been the thirty minute mark before they finished the match. Yeah, dude, it and, was just. Phenomenal. Uh, you, the street profits are just so good right now, and to see the Usos back in action together is just so wonderful. And they look so good. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, we have Montez's fantastic spots—the oh one where God. he jumps over the ring post and, and lands on Jay. Outside. On Jay outside is just incredible. I don't know how humans do that. Now the, the dude is on another level than most people. Yeah, most people that aren't like. Even basketball players can't do flips and land. No. Like, he's both gymnast and... Yeah. 
and a big dude. Yeah. Now, the early on, they whooped the Usos early on. Uh-huh. And he's mocking them. And he mocks oh, yeah. them and he mocks them. And then they then even as they cut to the first break, they're throwing you know, they're throwing the guys over the barricade and over the t- the announcer table mm-hmm. and the Usos are laying there. Yeah. What will they do? What will adversity do to these guys? Well, what adversity does to the brothers who've been fighting together forever is bring them closer together. Mm-hmm. And so pretty soon thereafter, Jay's slamming Montez off the barricade. Uh-huh. And then it's time for kick-ass yeah. Usos to show up. And yeah. they do for a while. And then when things get crazy, the Usos have always done really well and it's crazy time. Oh, yeah. That's the, you know. That's their thing. That's always been their thing. And as as as... Jay is getting, as Jimmy's getting pinned, or about to get pinned because we've got Montez falling out of the sky onto him. Jay pulls him out of the ring. Yep. Jimmy thanks him. Montez hits flat. He's disoriented. He eats a boot. Angelo Dawkins, Dawkins takes Dawkins out. Makes the mistake of taking out Jay outside of the ring instead of realizing that his his Brother. teammate is in trouble. Yeah. Jimmy kicks him unconscious, covers him. One, two, three. Boom. Lo and behold, Jimmy walks in there, says, We got gets gets up with the scrap daddy Pierce. Uh-huh. We need to get ourselves a shot at this thing. Jay's- You're right. We get a shot. Yeah. You guys are gonna wrestle the winner of the match for the titles, and that is when Jay realizes he's got a problem. Yeah, he does. Because he forgot. We ain't me and Jimmy no more. Uh-uh. I'm gonna have to go tell. The boss man what's up uh-huh and that's going to be a story for the rest of this thing then we get a live uh, the dirty dogs interview my lord <laughs> they said that they they put over ray mysterio the revisionist history here was so good it's close to seth rollins's yes <laughs> so because they damaged dom ray had uh, paternal instincts take over and he became superhuman and it was a handicap match three on one three on one three on two three on two Mysterio by himself is the three yes and the two are the dirty dogs terrifying on the defensive yes strategic error on their part that was dumb they should not have done that right they're much better off facing two guys yes (laughs) and so or Rey Mysterio and Dominic yes and and so wow okay but that's going to be a little thread that runs through it too the women these also these threads connect mm-hmm. because the winner of this match faces the winner of the last match yes women's tag team match we have Liv Morgan Ruby Riot Natty Tamina I thought it was good it was a little convoluted and then I realized when the finish happened I went oh they only had so much time yeah so they kind of rushed they through pack. Things. you can tell when they've got a short match because they pack everything in Ru- Ruby and, and Liv have written a bunch of new stuff into their script and they're good I yeah, like a lot of yeah, it yeah, yeah. I like it it was some of it a little convoluted but that also but they're was, working out the kinks they right, had to practice right. it a little bit but you have you have Ruby Ride in there who's mm-hmm. a phenomenal veteran you got Natalia in there, who's again, I will say again, is probably end start to end a career will be go down as one of the greatest female wrestlers of all time. Right. Nobody's had the longevity. Nobody's had the technical ability. Nobody's been a legit wrestler like, like her, her for, for that long. For that long. Um, I love Tamina. I think she's a little the knees are or the back or something. Right, but she has been very good, good. lately. Yeah, and Liv Morgan has 
Jesus, she has upped her game exponentially. Nobody's proved better more than Liv. Uh-uh. And Liv hits. Now, I, when things do get crazy down the stretch, Liv hits a half code breaker on Natty outside of the ring. Yes. The flip of that is Tamina gets the better of Ruby in the ring. Uh-huh. Hits her. Ruby sold that headbutt, knocking her out like she'd gotten like hit with a cannonball in the jaw, dude. She went like down. Piper hitting Snooker with a, a coconut. coconut. Wow. Wow. Did you hear that thing where they were doing the Roddy Piper uh-uh. A&E biography where there were two coconuts there and one of them was gimmicked and one of them wasn't and Piper grabbed the one that wasn't? Is that purposeful? Is that not according to Piper? Not according to Piper! <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Heat of the moment. I grabbed the, the wrong one. Well... Well, there were two. There were How two. How can you tell the difference? In How coconuts? can you tell the difference in coconuts, man? He's not a coconut connoisseur. Right, left and right threw him off. It has before. Is that your left or my? Don't, don't worry about smack. it. Smack. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she hits the snooker. Oh man, I almost said something splat. that was inappropriate for the podcast because you can't talk about some aspects of Jimmy Super Flash Snooker's life in a in a funny way. Right. Correct. So she hits the <laughs> she hits the snooker splash, gets the dub, and. That's why I was worried about bringing it up in the first place. Oh, yeah, because you, you know me. I know you. Right. And, but anyway. I was about to, to bring right. up the coconut defense yeah. that Schnooker would use at trial. Later. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> wow. I, you know what happened at the trial, right? Yes. You couldn't stand trial because yes. so much trauma to the brain. That's that's my exact – that was my that was my point, Kevin. I, that was your point. <laughs> I'm sure it was. But anyway, um, so you're – Liv and Ruby, here's the neat thing outside of all of this. They did an interview this week outside of like the shows that are on television. And Natty said, what should happen with these titles is this should be our ticket to improve women's wrestling across all brands. I like that. And dude, I, I just, I hope nobody told Vince that's her plan. No, because he doesn't understand that. Because he might get offended. Yes. And then we wouldn't do that. And no. as long as it's just kind of happening under the radar. Well, as long as it happens on SmackDown. <laughs> yes. Raw. I, you, let's let's just. Well, that's the thing that she was saying. She was saying these, you know, we've had this convoluted thing where we have this story of the champions turning into. At first, it was a story of champions versus champions, which mm-hmm. is fine, but it doesn't do anything for the whole division Mm-mm. where you have the. The Oscar and Charlotte Bailey versus, and Sasha oh, versus them, and yeah. then Oscar and Charlotte versus them. Yeah, you know, that kind of mess. <clears throat> then you, you know, and that starts kind of with the undercurrent of that division was the fact that the champs didn't like each other that much, mm-hmm. and once they got kind of cool with each other, then you throw Reggie in there because got to create drama, right? But they can't ha- involve all the rest of the tag teams, right? Mm-hmm. Or for lo and behold, but now you see like. There are good women's wrestlers in this division. Dude, their women's have... wrestling division is stacked. It's not a problem of talent. It's a problem of use of talent. To your point, Mella, Bianca. Carmella. Bay- again, I'm going to say as improved. She's close to live. She has improved herself so much, and you can tell she works so hard. And I, She was the key to this match with Bianca. Mm-hmm. Her selling... Her selling her formidability, her yeah. selling her getting beat up. Bianca gets the big the big time move at the end yeah. because she's the the more physical presence. Mm-hmm. 
Bailey was fantastic on commentary the Pat whole McAfee. time. Pat McAfee is killing it right now. You know what I see when I watch Pat McAfee too? If you're watching the background, what's that? when something happens exciting in the ring, Pat McAfee jumps up. You can't help yourself. He's so excited. Yes, and because he's excited, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's like it's like Crocodile Hunter, Steve Irwin. Right. Did so much because you could just feel when he was talking about stuff how much he was excited and how he loved it and how because he loved it, you loved it. Pat yeah. McAfee gives me that same kind of like he is into this. He is really into this. And yeah. because he feels into it, right. I feel engaged. I feel invested. Dude, there's a radio there's a Sirius XM has a radio station called uh, Little Stevens Underground Garage and it's Steven Van Zandt. Steven Van Zandt, yes. And in the morning, watch watch Lily Hammer. If you've never watched that show that he did mm-hmm. when that where he's a mafia guy. Sprinters. Yeah. He was there too. But um they got a guy called uh Michael DeBar who was a lead singer of a couple different things. He was uh Silverhead, I believe was one of the bands and then when a guy Pat when uh addicted to love Palmer. Uh, Robert Palmer. When Robert dude. Palmer passes away, he does Power Station. He actually mm-hmm. is the performer for a lot of it. But he does a radio show in the mornings and he, he talks about how uh, happiness and joy are a vibe. Mm-hmm. And his radio show, as he's describing this classic roots of rock, be it punk or be it Motown or be it whatever, it's all described to you in this infectiously happy, joyous manner. Mm-hmm. And it overloads you, and that's what McAfee is able to do. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend that show, even if you I'll don't check wanna, that out. Yeah, yeah, he's really good in the morning, and then it's late at night. So sometimes I'll catch him uh, when I walk into work, and then when I'm driving home. Yeah, but he, he's so and McAfee gives it that joy. Yeah, he does because happiness and joy are a vibe, and if you if you portray that, the people around you get infected with it. It's, mm-hmm. it's self-fulfilling prophecies. Moods are self-fulfilling prophecies. Yeah. I want to be happy or I want to be sad. You know, and that's what we get from him. I do. And speaking of that, we have Seth Rollins, whose mood is a vibe. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> he comes out. His suit is off the chain. It looks like, I don't even know what. I could compare. Happy birthday, Seth Rollins. Happy birthday, Seth. It looked like a he lost a bet. A <sighs> Miami cocaine dealer. That's what I was going to go with from Miami Vice. Yes. That um, is I, about to get busted by. Crockett I can picture Tubbs. him having a Ferrari, Ferrari Testarossa with that same paint job. Yeah, as the suit. But not from Miami, mind you. It no, would no, be no. somebody from somewhere else trying to prove they fit in yes. in Miami yes. with the slick clothes that are just a little too much. Yes. Right. Um, so Seth Rollins, he comes out, challenges Cesaro to a fight, and then, of course, laughs because we know Cesaro's hurt. And then he... Uh, Blames us for it. Dude, Blames that Cesaro. was so good. Oh, well, it's always our fault. They, He says, hey, look, I blacked out. Let's be serious here. I completely blacked out. When I came to, I was blaming Cesaro, and that's not entirely fair. I mean, he deserved probably a, a lot of the blame here, but the real somebody has to own this that did this, and you did. Yes, you did this. You, the people, allowed Cesaro. You pumped him up and got him thinking that he belongs in this program with me. Mm-hmm. 
This is your fault. It's all your fault. And, okay. dude, first of all, I, I feel like I owe Cesaro an apology. I do. I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to email him. Second of all, Seth is so freaking ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> and yet, I, I, the blacked out thing, I wonder if... Now, he's starting to go to that a little bit. Yeah, he's bleeding into it. I wonder if he's not going... If we're not going to find out somehow in the whole fiend stuff uh-huh. that somewhere in there he had some kind of psychological trauma now he's got you know and now he blacks out sometimes when he decides enters to- fugue states and uh <laughs> does strange things yeah pops eyeballs out of people's heads yes the little thing the little things now you 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 said says a natu- national treasure he is a national treasure speaking of national treasures kevin Owen. Oh, is there is there one who is yeah, he's a national Canadian treasure. Correct, and he's wrestling Apollo, and he has a good performance, stuns Apollo. Yeah, it was a short. It was very short. It was very quick. It was like you tell the time was compressed on that one. Caught him slipping. Yeah, got him early. I kind of like it because usually when you have these kind of matches, they yeah. go a lot longer. And since this is a setup match, why waste a lot of time? Why waste a lot of time? Hit me with some good stuff, and then he's got him. He's going to win this thing, and. Commander Aziz hits him with the thumb, the Nigerian nail, not to be confused with the Uganda spike. Yes, the Nigerian nail. No, wait, was it the what was it the? Uh, and I guess not the Uganda. What was it the Samoan spike? Samoan spike. Samoan was, spike. That was a uh, Umaga. Umaga. Yeah, I guess Love no matter that. what angle you're at, no matter how far the reach, that thing is deadly. Yeah, because Kevin Owens was on a boy. He sold that thing. He he was on a stretcher before too long. Yeah, well, legitimately, if that dude. My problem with that thing is, if you hit somebody with that, you're probably going to break your thumb. Mm-hmm. But if you, I guess that he has his thumb wrapped up a lot. I guess if you put a lot, like a real heavy, like almost cast wrap on there, yeah. If you yob that dude, yobbed you in the throat with his thumb, <laughs> that would probably suck. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yes. that would suck. And if your uh, throat's throat's screwed up, that's yeah. He sold that well. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah, it did look good. Now. So we're going to get more of this feud, I assume. Yeah, next week. And we have established that Apollo can lose and still win. Yeah. We have established, or still maintain uh-huh. his belt. We have established that Kevin Owens can can put Apollo out, or anybody out, oh. at the drop of a hat. Yep. And we have established the formidability of... Commander Aziz. Absolutely. Everybody benefited for a little five-minute little... He's not just formidable in name. Mm-mm. He's also formidable in presence. Yes. And thumbs. And I appreciate you saying his name for me so I don't have to. Yes. Roman summons Jay and lets him know what happened to we. I just don't want you going back to that place where it's which Uso are you. When you were with me. Main event Uso. Main event Uso. You're closing the show. Jimmy's only been back a week, and you're already back opening the, you know, you're the curtain jerkers. Curtain Didn't jerkers. say it. But Didn't that's what say he, it, but that's the implication. Right. You right. know. And the main event, Uso, is now opening the show, and, and Jay says, man, I, I didn't think about it like that. Maybe you should. Your Maybe brother should. ain't. Rome, yeah, Roman's got points. 
Roman's got points now. He's not right. complete. Now, he's completely disingenuous in all of this, of course, right? You right. Know, he's, but and we all know that. But he's evil that makes good points. He doesn't just say, well, you should do this because I'm the bad guy and you, you know, you're know, you going to be a bad guy too, so we're going to be bad guys and that's why we should do bad things. He's got like, here's some logic and some reasoning here. Look, when you're hanging with me, right. you're in the main event. By yourself. You're not sharing yourself. the spotlight. No. Nobody's asking which one are you. claiming that you're carrying my bags. Mm-hmm. Let's remember what's really going on is you get your own spotlight at the end of every show because mm-hmm. you're the main event. Yeah. They say what they want. You know what? They're not in the main event of SmackDown. In the main event. They're in catering. Right. You know what they didn't do this year? Headline two pay-per-views. Nope. Against the best. Know what you've team. never done in your career? Headline two pay-per-views. Right. Till you met me. Uh-huh. Then you got the headline of Helen itself. Mm-hmm. With your cousin. Yeah. Getting choked out. Our family split all the money that day. Yeah. Everybody walked out winners. You know what would happen if, if you and Jay were wrestling tag team championships? You think you'd headline a Hell in a Cell match? Mm-mm. You're gonna be the you're gonna be on the the on the intro show. You'll get the scrap money. You'll get the it's down line. You won't even be on the pay per view. No, no, no. How many times have we seen the tag team champions end up on the pre show? Right. You're not even the curtain jerk. You're, you're the pre curtain jerk. You're, you're like setting up the curtain. Yes. You close the curtain for the guy that's curtain jerking. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even the the intro act. Right. Then we get a guitar solo, my friend. Ah. Oh, Boggs is back. Why do you insist on mispronouncing that poor man? Boogs, Boogs is back. <laughs> Tears it up. Shinsuke goes out there. Otis jumps in before the match even starts, but then Shinsuke wins a quick match. Uh, Corbin steals the crown. This was all a setup for more Corbin stuff, which is a shame that a great wrestler like Gable yeah. is being used in this scenario. Although he did look good in the little bit of oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. He and, liked, looked dangerous. And Otis and him kind of solidified who they are as uh-huh. characters. Um, Shinsuke chases Corbin. Corbin runs his mouth a little too much. Shinsuke... Boogs catches him from behind and hits him. Yes. Yes. Boogs is an ally. Yes. Along with the guitar player. Yes. The man is multifaceted. So good. Mm-hmm. And, and when they, whenever they decide that we're going to have a tag match with Boogs and Shinsuke, and he plays them down to the rail, and then yeah. and then they get on the apron together. Yeah. The have, problem the problem with this gimmick for him is he doesn't play acoustic guitar. They ain't gonna let you hit nobody with an electric. Correct. He will need to switch over every now and then. Yes. Right. Okay. Um. Shinsuke is anointed the king again by Boogs. Yeah. And so now we got the crown back where it belongs. Yes. After Corbin had stolen it back. Yes. But it belonged on Shinsuke. It looks better on Shinsuke. It looks way better on Shinsuke. And I love this stupid, ignorant feud because I would watch Shinsuke do anything. Yes. I watch Shinsuke go get donuts. Uh huh. And golly, if you're going to fight somebody, Baron Corbin's a great one. Yeah, you, yeah, this kind of mess right here, this is Corbin's wheelhouse. Yes. I have no problem with this. It's not. And it could mean the end of King Corbin. Mm-hmm. And we can get back to just Baron. Yeah. And he can be less And it, this might. I'm hopeful that with the Boogs edition, like Vince McMahon is like, well, now we've got somebody there who can talk and, and stuff. So uh, maybe I'm going to push this guy a little bit, you know? Right. Maybe Boog's kind of acts more like a manager and mouthpiece, you know? Right. I like that. It's funny. It's kind of rock and roll, too. Yeah. You know, I like the rock and roll. I like rock and roll. I miss Rat. Yeah. I loved Rat. You probably did. 
Yeah. Out of the cellar was my jam. Oh my god. <laughs> Make it stop. Remember that? Remember that, Hunter? You like Motorhead? Oh. He didn't have anything on round and round. <laughs> Comes around, goes around. That's lyrics. Wow. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Somewhere Lemmy is crawling out of a grave to come kick your ass. <laughs> okay, and so we get on to the uh, the injured Ray this time, assuming that Dom would not. Oh have no! The Dom won't have the parental. He would have the childlike super strength, which they don't believe in. Evidently, no, no. The injured Ray. And, oh, my God, let's just count this thing out, finish it away. Dom is talking. We're not that lucky, though. Dom is talking <laughs> Scrap Daddy into letting him perform one-on-one, to which, you know, in defense of both Dolph and Robert Roode, they try to let you know that this is silly. Why bring this dude out here for us to hurt him? Just give us the belts. But now, to my chagrin, a Raw match breaks out. In the, yes, <laughs> all that great television, and we, and then we get Dominic Mysterio getting beat up, beat up, beat up, beat up, and then you know every now and then he does something good. And, and to his credit, he got beat up good. Yeah, I like I like Dom. I like his move set. I think he's going to be great. But this was a raw match. Yeah, I, I got to call it like I see it. Mm-hmm. And, and Ray's music hits, the distraction, the roll up, the one, two, three. Bull. Every, crap. every minute of it is a raw match. Yes. Yes. That being said, then the ending of makes up for it. Makes up for it. Because Jay and Jimmy come out as Roman's looking on from the back. And just his jaw mm-hmm. twitching. You can see it. Yeah. And Jimmy's fired up, and you can see Jay ain't. Jay's conflicted. Yes. It, it It's just, it's good. It's it is. good storytelling. And you didn't say a word. The match ends. We're eye to eye. There's no mic in anybody's Mm-mm. hand. Roman's not saying a word. Like you said, you're seeing inflection on a jaw, mm-hmm. and you're seeing body language. And you and see it tells the whole Paul story. Heyman. Behind him, reacting to the body language, which again gives you insight into what's going on. Right, but you don't. That's the thing. What Roman is doing on SmackDown is you remember, remember when Jericho came back and he would talk and he would wear suits mm-hmm. and he was nothing like Y2J. Yes, and he he went. I read his. I read several of Jericho's books, and um, he said in one of them. I remember that Nick Bockwinkle would use that. He would he would not he would not yell, and I always thought that was so smooth. I'm I'm a fan of that. In that. Well, it's just so so different, you know. And it's the kind of thing you know. Whisper tames the lion. Right? Clint Eastwood never yells at people, dude. No. He may raise his voice every once in a while, but he's still he ain't yelling. He's just right. Yeah, no. Right. And two, when you when you it'll be interesting to see if Roman can get away with this. In a live crowd setting, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm wondering too. Are they going to be able to? Seth has said, audio it. Yeah, Seth has said one thing that the no crowd era did, the pandemic era did, was it allowed a lot of us to do things character wise that we wouldn't have been able to do with a crowd because they're just too loud. Mm-hmm. And he didn't mean that like I don't like crowds. No, it just, just means it there gives, are things you can do. 
It's like being, you, you can be more theatrical. Yeah. And now what he's also done, though, is shown what Roman, Roman's taken us back to that. Mm-hmm. And he, what he's done is he's to, and I think you would agree with this because you called this uh, Shakespearean before, he has taken us into a television, movie, theater era of sports entertainment yes. where the story we're telling is a TV show. Yes. It is it is subtleties. It is body languages. It is and it's it's better than the soap opera I tell you what I just told you stuff too. T- tune in next week to see what how the next part of the story tells itself. Right. You know And I'm not bludgeoning with you this with you. You know why you're paying attention? Because you kinda have to pay attention. Exactly. You gotta lean in when he talks. Well that's 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 one of the oldest tricks in the book. If when you're manipulating people. It's a manipulation technique, it's a clever one. Is if I want people to listen to me, I don't raise my voice. I lower my voice. Because when I lower my voice, you have to your brain takes more you have to listen harder to right. see what I'm saying. Therefore, you have to pay attention to me. Right. I don't have to yell. If uh, one thing you do, like uh, like I know if somebody's like yelling at me, I, I immediately will avert my eyes mm-hmm. because I, I'm, it's too much coming in my direction. You know what I mean? I don't want to look at that and absorb mm-hmm. it because then if I if I if I wind up looking at you, I may yell back, you mm-hmm. know, which isn't going to get us Conflict. anywhere either, right? So, but if you like you said, if a person and I were having a discussion that is intense and they drop down a little bit. I have to dial in more because mm-hmm. like, I know what they're saying, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm willing to look at them because we're not fighting anymore. No, we're you know what I mean, and it, it, it is like you said, it's so intricate and so neat. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a great show! What a great show! Yeah, despite the the little dom size hiccup at the end, I'm gonna write this off as them reminding us of how lucky we are. We, yes. we don't have raw twice yes. a week. Exactly. <laughs> True story. They gave us a quick raw and then brought us back to SmackDown. Yes, right at the end to tie it all together. Save the day. Okay, for my man Justin, this is me, KP. This has been a Go Home Heat production, copyright 2021. Check out our friends at the GIN Project, the G-I-N-N Project.com. Go home.